you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We're presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live in New York City. It is Thursday, Thursday Night Football, hours away right here. Don't change the channel. It's October 21st. Sound effects brought to you by a Hall of Famer, Chris Carter. I saw a Hall of Fame jacket in the studio yeah. today. My name's Kay Adams, Peter Schrager. Guest appearance. Kyle Brandt, yep, all here. And you might notice that NFL Network talent and the studio's even incredibly lit up in purple all day. It is spirit day. And by pledging to go purple, all of us are demonstrating solidarity with the LGBTQ plus community while taking a stand against bullying. For more information about Spirit Day, to see what the NFL is doing and up to, and to find out how you can show your support, please go to www.glad.org slash Spirit Day. we got lots to get to. He's got a wardrobe change into a Hall of Fame jacket. I don't know. What, you were I'm Harry Potter this week. Him. What are you That's turning all. into? I have multiple wardrobe changes today. Yeah. I just take okay, you mentioned it. The Hall of Fame jacket is hanging over there. Oh. It feels like Batman's outfit, like in the Batcave. It's right there. We will get to it at some point. It's very exciting. You should day. take a picture and tweet it out at GMFB. Yeah. It's time for the lead block. Lead block. AFC Showdown on Thursday Night Football. Week 7 kicks off with Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos heading into hostile territory. The Browns are hungry to defend the dog pound, though. Injuries, injuries, injuries. Who wants this one more? It's a primetime battle in Cleveland tonight at 8 p.m. on NFL Network on Fox and streaming with plenty of choice for your pleasure on Prime Video. Okay, we're talking about Batman making an entrance. How about this guy, James Palmer? <laughs> I call him Jimmy Palm Trees. He's Jimmy Wheels this morning. No way. Yes, this is First Energy Stadium early in oh Cleveland. God. Good morning football to him. He's excited and ready to go. James, good morning. Quite an entrance. Wow. Good to be here, guys. Just scooted in from the Ritz on a scooter. Living life in Cleveland. <laughs> Living your life. Okay, well, we heard the news yesterday, James. It'll be Case Keenum starting for the Browns. What should we expect from him tonight? He has some familiarity with Kevin Stefanski as a starting quarterback. 
Okay, he really does. Obviously, Kevin Stefanski was his quarterback coach in Minnesota when he had the best year of his NFL career, you know, career and wins, career and touchdowns. And, and you look at him stepping in and talking to some of the players on this team yesterday. They found out yesterday morning that Case Keenum was going to be their starter. He took all the reps yesterday. Baker took all the reps on Tuesday. And they kind of like him stepping into this role. They know this is what Case Keenum has been through his NFL career. Come in last minute and make some things happen and play well. And guys told me, you know, <laughs> in the time he's been here, he makes some unbelievable throws in practice. They're ready for him to step in. Now we know what's going to be around him and what's not going to be around him. Both running backs are out in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Both tackles missed last Sunday. I was told that Jedrick Wills at the left tackle spot battling an ankle issue. He is expected to come back. But Jack Conklin on the right side with a knee issue. He is not expected to go tonight. That is the side that Vaughn Miller, remember, rushes from. And he says he's going to kill some tackles. So Jack Conklin may be spared today in terms of those tackles if Vaughn Miller wants to go out there and kill. How about the receivers that Case Keenum is going to have at his disposal? Odo Beckham Jr., I'm told, has a significant shoulder injury. It is a long time before kickoff. It is still pitch black, but it is an uphill battle, to my understanding, for him to be able to go tonight, but we won't close the door completely. Jarvis Landry has a chance to come off of IR and get activated by 4 o'clock. There's a very good chance, I'm told, that happens, and if that happens, he will be available for Case Keenum. A litany of injuries for the Cleveland Browns on a short week, but they have some excitement around Case Keenum. There is excitement, but there's also a very morbid injury bingo board going on this morning, JP, and that includes the Broncos quarterback. <laughs> What's going on with Teddy Bridgewater? And do not add yourself to that bingo board on that scooter, man. Come on. <laughs> I know. I know. Seriously, all this talk about labrum issues. I'm reporting today with the torn labrum guys dating back to the old college days, but I'm battling through. It's going to be a long day, but I got it. How about Teddy Bridgewater and what he's battling through with that left foot injury? It was stepped on during a touchdown pass in Noah Fant against the Raiders last Sunday. Went numb for pretty much the rest of the game. Had a hard time getting through the week. I was told yesterday's practice was a little more than what the walkthrough was on Tuesday. Had him kind of jogging around, and after they saw him operate there, they believe he is going to be able to go tonight. But obviously his mobility will be limited. And when I talked to Brown safety John Johnson, he said with our defensive line that I sit there each week and watch them trash offensive linemen. This is not the game you want your mobility limited in in any capacity, specifically if the field has any sort of issues with the weather today. So they want to get after Teddy Bridgewater. He is expected to play, but he is battling through a foot injury that has slowed him down throughout this week. And again, a short week, not the time you want to have that against Miles Garrett and Jadeveon Clowney and company. It's so true. The Broncos have dropped three straight. They won their first game, three games of the season, but it's still going into this one almost impossible to say they don't have the edge given the injuries that have piled up for Cleveland. Thanks so much, James. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Case Keenum under center tonight. Shregs, which team do you think has the edge? I'm actually going to say the opposite. I, I think the Browns still have the edge, despite all the injuries on Cleveland's roster. Um, the Broncos are not good this year, and this is a wake-up call to anyone watching, and I'm, sh- I'm shaking the cage because mm-hmm. they're now 15-23 and 23 under Vic Fangio in three years. This is another three-game losing streak. Their offensive line was obliterated last week against the Raiders, where Teddy Bridgewater got sacked five times and was hit 13 times, despite the Raiders only blitzing 3% of the game. Mm-hmm. Clowney and Garrett are really good. Clowney and Garrett can win this game for Cleveland. They are the two best players on the field tonight. I think that those guys give them the edge, even with all the injuries on Cleveland's offense. You know, it's a shame watching this Denver team because they did come out to a 3-0 start. But we said, you know what, their offense, 
They might not be there this year. Mm -hmm. We might not, but their defense is surely something special. I got to be honest, Sertan, Fuller, mm. Kareem Jackson, mm -hmm. those guys are supposed to be the strength of the team this year. Denver's defense has not been great. Outside of Vaughn Miller, it has been a lot of question marks. Mm -hmm. Cleveland can still win this game. They are at home on a Thursday night with their, their, their fans in the building and the two best pass rushers on the field. And I think that includes Vaughn Miller right now. Mm -hmm. Jadavian mm -hmm. Clowney is playing that well last week. Mm -hmm. I think that Cleveland can just eke this one out. It's not going to be pretty, but I think Cleveland has the edge. Uh, traditionally, Thursday night games always have the home team. They have the advantage. And people say, well, just because it's home? Well, all the injuries that we're talking about. Let's just imagine this. Let's just say the Broncos, they left Denver yesterday, say at 4 o'clock. You can only do so much treatment on the plane. But the Cleveland Browns, those tackles, those wide receivers, mm -hmm. they have all the facilities. They have everything at their homes. You can continue the treatment right up until kickoff. So okay. for me, I'm going to say at home and be able to get the treatment, slight edge. Also, Case Keenum. And the only reason why I'm giving him a slight edge is two things. Familiarity with the offense, of course, and... The good news that Jarvis Landry might come off injury reserve at 4 o'clock because I would much have, rather have Jarvis Landry than Odell Beckham. Why? Odell plays a lot outside. It takes longer to get the ball outside. Case Keenum, if he's able to get Jarvis back, I believe you can attack the Broncos defense in that slot area with Jarvis because he is not going to have a lot of time to build throw the ball. My last point, Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have a big arm. Sure. So anytime he has any type of lower leg injury, watch how the ball is going to flutter in the air and hang in the air. He is uh. not going to be able to put a lot of velocity because genetically he doesn't have a big time arm. 30 miles per hour wins tonight too, they're saying. Is that true? I was yeah. just looking at the weather, at the weather really? report. Yes. So watch his ball. It will be fluttering. So Trade around the nines? The I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> You're a Cantore guy, right? Big Break it Jim all Cantore down. Yeah. You, got, you got Case Keenum and Teddy Bridgewater. I want to see what the wind is like. It's interesting. It's interesting. Um, yes. I don't know if you're allowed to say this in this era. I don't know who has the edge. We've talked about hundreds of games at this table. Has there ever been one with more unknown? Like We have two teams coming off five consecutive straight losses. A quarterback in Bridgewater who I, we think we know what his deal is. A backup quarterback in Keenum that we think we know it. And then about 15 strange injuries. So what I try to do is I just try to be very linear and matter mm -hmm. of fact. Position to position, who has the advantage? Who's better? Mm -hmm. All right? I think quarterback and running back, I think Denver has a slight advantage tonight. Uh, I think pass catchers, I think it's a draw. Pass rush, I think it's a big advantage for Cleveland. Secondary, slight Denver. And I think Denver has a better kicker. And it probably will come down to kickers tonight. The only other thing I would look at is a couple years ago it flipped. Every time we would talk to an ex-player, current player, we'd always say when the schedule comes out, the first thing we look at is the bye. The bye. Now they say the first thing we look at is the Thursday night football game. I want to know when that game is. I want to know where it is because I want to know how my body's going to be feeling. The way that Cleveland this week of all weeks they get the Thursday night game is terrible luck. I actually think Denver has the edge tonight. I think, but I've never had less conviction. It's a weird mm. game. Where do you come out on coaching? I think that's a huge one in this one because Kevin Stefanski I think is proven given what, even just the record you just mm -hmm. talked about that yeah. he has the edge mm. in this matchup. I'll bring this up. We've talked so much about injuries. I think certain teams are built foundationally on certain players, and I think we should talk about, just by the numbers that I was looking at, Nick Chubb and what his absence means mm. to this team. This is not a, you know, we look at the Browns run offense and we're like, yeah, plug anybody in there, next man up mentality. Chris Carter has been so great talking about this and um, sharing his thoughts all week about it, but there's a perception that they can get it done. But even when Kareem Hunt is healthy, 
Look at the Browns' performance when Chubb has played over the last two years and when he's been out. Cleveland's 12-5 and with him, just 2-3 and without. Mm-hmm. They average over eight fewer points a game. The rushing yards get slashed basically in half. And the yards per carry go from elite to literally below average. That shows you what a difference maker he is. Now, obviously, we know he's good. I don't think he gets enough credit. We talk about Derrick Henry as being, you know, so important to his team, the most valuable player on his team because the entire foundation of what a team does defensively is based on him, offensively on him. I'm not saying he's as good as Henry, but he's such a quality back that does everything the right way, and I think they're going to really miss him out there. I think that loses their edge. Excuse me. The running game is going to be really important. Peter the weather, it's going to rain all day. Yep. And then around 8 o'clock, it's going to get really windy. Mm. So watch for the field for the players that have trouble with the field, mm. uh, footing. Well said at GMFB. Let's bring in Mike Garofolo, now our NFL Network insider of uh, this Thursday Night Football kickoff to Week 7 party that we're having here on Good Morning Football. Mike, good morning to you. The Niners coming off their bye. Will they have Jimmy Garoppolo on Sunday against the Colts? And when will Stephon Gilmore finally hit the field for Carolina? Two questions. We'll start with Jimmy G. K. thank you very much. Uh, he returned to practice. He's got that calf issue um, that turned out wasn't really as serious as they thought, but enough for him to miss a game. But Kyle Shanahan now saying that he's optimistic that Garoppolo will be ready to go after doing work in practice yesterday. Now, the other side of this is Trey Lance, who's got a knee issue that they thought he was going to be back, or at least hopeful that he was going to be back in action by now. He was not available, and Kyle Shanahan saying would not be surprised if he's not back until next week. So it looks like it'll be Jimmy Garoppolo back for the 49ers with Trey Lance needing more time to recover from that knee issue. The other guy you asked about, Stephon Gilmore, the new Panthers cornerback, now eligible to come off the physically unable to perform list. And so he was back at practice yesterday, rocking the number nine right there. They're going to ease him into football shape. Remember, he's got that, or had that quad injury last year, still working his way back from that. So he's got to get himself into football shape. Now, Matt Rule, the Panthers coach, hopeful that Gilmore is going to be ready to go this upcoming weekend against the Giants. Not quite sure just yet. They have to see how he progresses through the week. And will they do what they did with C.J. Henderson when they acquired him via trade, the former Jaguars cornerback, where they gave him a a limited number of snaps and then kind of worked his way up? We'll see how that goes. But I do know that the Panthers like the look of Stephon Gilmore out on the field, on the practice field, that is. Hopeful he will be on the playing field against the Giants. Appreciate you, Mike Garofalo. Talk to you all morning right here at GMFB on Twitter. We've got lots to get to. We'll have a rookie discussion. We'll talk Justin Fields. We've got some fantasy sleepers for you. The roller coaster of quarterback survival. It's all coming up right here on Good Morning Football. J.J. Watt, Jared Goff. Extra motivation this week against their former teams. We're talking those guys with Would You Rather next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. It is week seven, and it's time for another round of Would You Rather. We say, would you rather this? Would you rather that? So let's start with the Bengals visiting the Ravens. Game of the week, in my opinion. Let's take a look at those two quarterbacks. If you had to pick one player to predict that will have a bigger, better game on Sunday, are we going Joe Burrow? Are you going Lamar Jackson? Chris Carter, let's go. Now, this is very, very (laughs) difficult. And the reason why I'm going to go with Joe is because... He's got a better supporting cast. Now, have I seen Lamar do it in the last several weeks through the air, on the ground, through the air and on the ground? This is a terrifying pick by me. But (laughs) I'm just telling Joe Burrows is a dude, man. Like he is a different cat. And I love the way that they've surrounded him with the talent, that defense playing top five, maybe give him a couple extra possessions. I'm going with Joe Burrows in this big week number seven. Yeah, I know Lamar's been MVP. Yeah, I know. Fastest to win so many games. Joe Burrows is a different cat. (laughs) He really is. All of them are. Um, Chris. I changed up everything from what I was. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Here's your supporting cast for Lamar. He's got this, he's got this, he's got this, he's got this. There's no way in a basketball sense I'm taking the ball out of Lamar's hands right now. He's clapping. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Just shoot, Lamar, from wherever you want. And you want a supporting cast like that? That Ravens defense destroyed Justin Herbert Mm -hmm. last week. I mean, it was an unbelievable performance by them. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a ton of confidence in Joe Burrow for that. Like, Burrow looks great, of course. This is why it's a good question. Lamar right now, like... That, that dude in the entire league, not just this game. I'm going number eight. I might take Joe Burrow, too, on this Uh-oh. one. Uh-oh. I might take Joe Burrow. Take out of Lamar's hand. I feel like Uh-oh. this is the biggest game of Joe Burrow's career, and we're watching Joe Burrow maybe for the first time for a lot of people because this is, like, the only game on the mm-hmm. slate of two winning teams. The only game this week. That's this the, the one? This is the game of the week. <laughs> and Lamar's had a million games of the week, and I'm not going to say he's going to dismiss this, but, like, is that good? I feel like the Bengals, this moment for them is so much more significant than this moment for the Ravens. And I think it's, are the Bengals for real? If they win, are they in first place in the AFC North? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow here. This guy is a gamer. Every big moment nice. he has stepped up. Pittsburgh. I could regret Baltimore. this. And I'm wearing purple as I say it, but I can regret this in about 72 hours. But I'm going to say Joe Burrow I'm loving it. has a big game. I, you did mention the Bengals defense. We'll dig into this, of course. I'm looking at some of the offenses they face, like 
what Burrow's going to have to do a lot more. Minnesota, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Detroit. The only, the only really threatening offense that, that I think that they've had to stop was the Packers, and they looked good doing it. But that Bengals defense, I think, and we had Trey Hendrickson on the show, has a little bit to prove to show that they are, belong in that conversation of top five. The Cardinals remain the only undefeated team, guys, in the NFL. I can't believe this. Going into week seven, it is Arizona out in the desert. They had a week six win over the Browns. Defensive end J.J. Watt was mic'd up. Would you imagine? Take a listen. <laughs> Pressure on Mayfield hit, but he steps up again, and he fumbles the ball. It's loose on the far side. Devon Kennard hops on it. Back to throw. Looks right. Throws. Knocked down. Incomplete. It's J.J. Watt got his hands up. Maybe we're just better. How about that? How about instead of making excuses for why we win, maybe we're just better. Maybe we're just better. Excuses. They win because of this. They win because of that. Maybe we're just a little bit right. And seen. Okay, J.J. Watt is all in on his new team. He is fired up, and he's looked great. He's looked so good on the field, making an impact all over the place. Let's talk about his former squad, though. Watt and the Cardinals facing the Texans in Week 7. Meanwhile, a revenge game of sorts for Jared Goff. He has to face his former team, the Los Angeles Rams. I love these sort of situations and narratives. Looking at their body of work in both cities, gentlemen, would you rather have J.J. Watt's career in Houston, or Jared Goff's career in L.A., where he went to and lost a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think this is the age-old question of do you value the the winning seasons as a team or the individual efforts as a player? We used to do this on the show, and I think it came from Dan Patrick's show, actually. The question was, would you rather have Eli Manning's career with two Super Bowl rings or Dan Marino's career? Mm -hmm. That doesn't apply in this, because Jared Goff has no rings. Mm -hmm. He has an NFC championship ring. So I'm going to say without a doubt, I still would go with J.J. Watt with the three defensive player of the years, all the all pros, the face of the league, the Walter Payton man of the year. What he did in Houston, I would take that experience over over Jared Goff's, even though Jared Goff did lead his team to a Super Bowl. And there's nothing to rub your nose at what he did in Los Angeles. I just think in this case, that doesn't work because there is no ring to be spoken of. It's not even you can have that argument. Jared Goff never won a ring. In fact, he might have had his worst game as a Ram when it mattered most in the Super Bowl. So I'm going J.J. Watt, the individual, with all his efforts. Mm-hmm. And yes, all those touchdowns as mm-hmm. a tight end as well. Pretty cool. And hey, hey, listen, Jared Goff is, is not Dan Marino either. It's Maybe a, a grander one would be would you rather have J.J. Watt or Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. or Matt Ryan. In this case... Like, I have to, over Jared Goff, like, I would go J.J. Watt. I would go J.J. Redick. I'd go J.J. Abrams. Like, I would go J.J. Watt because it's not only, like, all right, the defensive player of the year and all this. I mean, he also, like, saved the city. He's, like, a superhero. I mean, there actually was. Like, he is looked at as a saint. Um, I'm trying to think of what the case for Goff would be. He had one one really couple really good years. Uh, but Hundred no. million reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Well paid, and um, he's he's really fighting Detroit. I, I'm trying to bend over backwards for this, Chris, but I think maybe you would have more perspective on the ring versus the championship. Thing. Well, I'm just going to go over some of my Career. teammates that I've had, you know, in the past. Played alongside Johnny Randall. Played alongside Chris Dolman. I'm very very good friends with Bruce Smith, and played alongside Reggie White. Mm. From a quarterback standpoint, and that's the class that I would have J.J. Watt in. From a quarterback standpoint, made eight Pro Bowls, I think with seven different quarterbacks. Before Rich Gannon got to Oakland, mm-hmm. Wade Wilson, mm-hmm. Eric Sean Salisbury, um, Spurgeon win, lowest quarterback rating in the history of NFL. Jared Goff might end up in that class. Mm-hmm. 
We know who J.J. Watt is. Mm -hmm. Who is Jared Goff? He might be a nice guy. There's a bunch of nice guys in the league. But J.J. Watt has a distinguished career that you can only compare a few players in football to him. Jared Goff, we don't even know what his career is going to be. All right? Can he resurrect Detroit? I don't think so. So I don't believe this is going to be his last team. J.J. Mm -hmm. Watt. By a landslide. I mean, you're yeah. looking at that jacket over there. Don't you want one of those? That's that's where that's JJ Watt's going to have one of those, and they're going to use Without a lot of material doubt. to make it. It is glorious. Does it, did it ever eat at you? I, I mean, it. you don't have a Super Bowl, and when you get together with all the Hall of Famers, a lot of guys have jackets and rings. Does it bother you? This is the discussion. Football is the ultimate team sport. Mm -hmm. I did everything that I could, as far as eating, sleeping, killing my body, mm -hmm. being a good teammate. I did everything that I could. You cannot control the game from a wide receiver standpoint. I would much rather say yes. Out of 16 seasons, 13 times, I played 16 games. Mm -hmm. Six straight years in training camp, I did not miss a practice. Yeah. So I was doing my part. It's the ultimate, ultimate teammate. Yes, would I rather, rather win a Super Bowl? Yeah, but I don't have to make the distinction where if I don't have a Super Bowl, the Hall of Fame is about a long career. And it's available for everyone who signs up. Okay? The Super Bowl is not a real thing. I went against the 49ers in their heyday. And then here comes the Dallas Cowboys. Sure. Oh, and then here comes Green Bay. So being in the NFC, it was not favorable for me. But, yes, I would love to have a Super Bowl ring. Would I trade a Super Bowl ring in for the gold jacket? Stop smoking, man. Stop playing. <laughs> stop playing. I don't want to. It's a, it's a great I know it's argument. legal here, but stop. And I know that you, yeah, you're impassioned about it. And that's why we love you at the breakfast table, Chris Carter. More Good Morning Football up ahead. Also, weird fact, I think you're compiled and You got Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt are tied for 31st on the all-time sack list. They each have 102. Wow. They're teammates. Isn't that random? Yeah. Somebody's got to win. Yep. One of the best holidays of the year, National Tight End Day. This weekend, we've got Mixed Bag Trivia up next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Thursday morning, Mixed Bag Trivia. Here's how it goes. We take a theme of the week and then we ask trivia questions about it. You can play at home. This Sunday is actually mm -hmm. National Tight Ends Day. So Woo! there's some of the greats of yesterday and today. There's our guy Kittle and Waller and Tony G and Shannon. Yeah. 
We're going to go through some tight end trivia here on the show this morning. Here's how it's going to work. Okay. I'm going to ask you, my fellow co-hosts, would you rather talk about tight ends of the 1990s, tight ends of today, or a category we call the mixed bag, mm-hmm. which could really be anything, and it does have some sort of tie to tight ends. Chris, you are our guest at the table. I'll let you go first. Don't, you, you, like, don't you leave those 90s tight ends like to me. 90s don't you do it. today or the mixed bag? I wouldn't do it to you. Thanks. I'm going to take the 90s. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's go. Play along at home, please. All right, for you guys at home and for Chris here at the table, you broke the single season's receptions record in NFL history in 1994 with 122 grabs. Which tight end that very same season broke the tight end's single season reception record that year? Here are the choices, Chris. Ben Coates. Jay Novacek, <laughs> Shannon Sharp, Ben Coates, or Washington player Frank Wycheck. Who are you saying you already going with Coates? I'm going Ben Coates. What do you remember of Ben Coates? Ginormous. Ginormous. And they didn't have a whole bunch of support, you know, then for him, but great hands. Uh, ran a, a lot of different combination routes, but down the middle, if you tried to play cover two, I mean, because he was so tall, ginormous figure, they were going to throw to him a bunch. Of all the great tight ends in the history of the game, we enter the 1995 season, and he's one of them now. Ben Coates is the correct hey. Let's go! Let's go! I mean, this season might get lost in the history because of all the new guys that have come in. Down the Gates <laughs> and Gonzalez and whatever. Ben Coates caught 96 passes from Bledsoe wow. for 1,100 yards in 94. It marked one of two All-Pro seasons for Ben Coates. Chris Berman's nickname, Kyle. I would think it would be Ben Wintercoats. It was Ben Wintercoats. And he would go on to catch 50 touchdowns for the Patriots. Now, this is something I asked for. Look at this board here. This is the All-Pro offense from 1994. A cool screen. Oh, yeah. Steve Young, Aww. Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith, Jerry Rice, Chris Carter, Ben Coach. Coach. That's a cool list, huh, Chris? Cal, how's that list? It's a great <laughs> list. Okay. Just, just check it with you. See a lot of rings on that list. Just check it. Just check it. By the way, Ben Coates did end up winning the Super Bowl. Do you know what team he won it with? What team was he on? He won it with the Ravens. The did Brian really? Billick Ravens. He was on that team. Yes, that's true. That. Oh, yeah, everyone remembers that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... We've got well said. It. We've got it. What would you like? Today, yesterday, where do you want to go? He had 96 catches. That's why he had two All-Pro seasons. Yeah. Ben Coates. Got to look him up. Okay, let's go with modern-day tight ends. Tight ends of today. Okay, this one is draft-related, which we are knee-deep in every, every offseason. Give me Pitts. the Kid Cuddy starter jacket. Yeah, he went fourth overall in the 2021 NFL draft. And we also, that's the highest uh, tight end has ever gone. Of all the other current tight ends in the league, who other than Pitts oh, man. was drafted in the top eight? It's a good question. No offense. <laughs> Eric either... Ebron, TJ Hawkinson, or Zach. Ertz. I think it's either Ebron or Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Ebron, we had so much hype for, and we were so disappointed with what he didn't do in his first couple of seasons. So I'm guessing it's Ebron because it's that old target on his back mentality. He should have been one of the best, and he wasn't. So Eric Ebron? Could you imagine being the Detroit Lions, taking Eric Ebron top 10, and then about three years later saying, okay, that tight end didn't work in the top 10. Yeah. Hit it again. Let's go, Commissioner Goodell. Who do you got? Let's get the kid. Am I right? With the eighth pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select T.J. Hawkinson, Iowa. In college, you can run. Okay, there's no shame in guessing Ebron. He went 10th overall a few years before. 
These guys are basically the only ones to go in the top 10 in the last several seasons. But Hawkinson went eighth overall. I don't know, Chris, fan of him? I mean, he's had an okay career. He's playing well for Detroit, but top eight? Yeah, it's about position, though. Great college career. Iowa has produced some quality tight ends throughout the years, but... The tight ends, they're not being developed there. I do believe he's a rare, rare talent. He's got speed. He's got height. He can run a different variation of routes and everything. I like him, but you got to be in the right spot. Mm-hmm. I'm in the spot of securing the bag right now. <laughs> Let's do it. Give me the mixed bag. All right, Kyle. Ozzie Newsom was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame sure. in August of 1999. There he is. He went in with a great class. You know, Ozzie Newsome hosts Saturday Night Live. <laughs> you look at Lawrence Taylor and Dickerson. Calvin Hill was mm-hmm. his inductee. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, the Wizard of Oz, one of the legends of all time, could go in easily as an executive as well. Yeah. One of the most decorated NFL careers of all time. Retired as a three-time Pro Bowler with nearly 8,000 receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Why am I showing his induction speech. Kyle, the host and the musical guest of SNL premiere a few weeks after Ozzie Newsom was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 1999, premiere of SNL. Seinfeld and Bowie. Mm. Martin and Beck. Jamie Foxx and the boy band O-Town. Or Paul Rudd in the band in the group House of Pain. Or better yet, a Terminator like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't think it was Paul Rudd in the House of Pain. O Town and I want it all or nothing, nothing at all. Liquid Dreams. We're, we're go, we'll go two tracks deep on O Town, but it is not them. Here's the thing, Peter. 1999, Seinfeld was already off the air. I don't think Seinfeld's coming on for B movie or whatever the hell else he had going on or Marriage Ref. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm Papa. Martin Lawrence with and Beck. And I think Martin Lawrence was big enough then to yield a season premiere type uh, marquee. I'm going Martin Lawrence and Beck. Martin Lawrence was huge. But? The correct answer is Jerry Seinfeld and David Bowie. Post Seinfeld? He kicked off the 25th season of Saturday Night Live. It was was actually in a lore because no one had seen him. They had just walked up Uh, and it was like Seinfeld hosting SNL. It was a big deal. They just wrapped up uh, Seinfeld among notable skits. He is sent to prison and he plays a character in the show Oz. Really? Right. He's got a bandana on or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And David Bowie Prison performs uh, Rebel Rebel. That was the song that he played. That's cool. But this leads us to our video clue. Let's we're all do going it. To play. I was watching Joey at the time anyway. <laughs> you were. You yeah. wanted Joey Lawrence on the premiere. That's what you were hoping. Oh, no. Matt, Matt LeBlanc. LeBlanc. There you yeah. go. Uh, in a famous NFL Films clip. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, I had another clip. Shannon Sharp picks up a red phone. Call the National Guard. Yes. They're yep. playing the New England Patriots. <laughs> he calls the president. Yes. Who does he ask the president to send to that field? Chris, finish it up, baby, if you oh, want. Man, let's call the National Guard. Okay. See, let's call the National, National Guard. Guard on the people. That was one of the best sound bites. That one, then when he went to the Super Bowl, and um, to, the dude from Atlanta called him. Yeah, told him. Talk about Ray Buchanan. Ray Buchanan, yeah. Ray Buchanan. Don't mess with Shannon. He will call the National Guard on you, or he will call you some other things. I'm just going to zag here. I'm going to go Storm and Norman. <laughs> I saw that. You had- they had collecting cards for the for the, all the the generals and the uh, Desert Storm. I'm going to take a shot. Get I'm to see you <laughs> What do you Roll think? the tape on National Guard. <laughs> Roll the tape on National Guard. Oh, we play it out? Right? We need a National Guard. We need as many men as you can spare because we are killing the Patriots. So call the dogs off. Send the National Guard, please. That need emergency help. Please help these folks. They're coming. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. 
Help is on the way, I promise you. The president called the National Guard. He said to the National Guard, help is on the way, I promise you. In 10 minutes, help will be here. In 10 minutes. Okay, okay, you got me. We understand. He coming. They said help. There it is. <laughs> Call the National Guard, one of the most famous NFL films. What point of the game was that? I like, agree. It's like very quiet. <laughs> blowing them out. It was okay. like fourth quarter at least. He's doing good. Okay, right. Don't worry, they're coming. The what? National Guard's coming. God, they're gonna be right. We're, gonna, we're killing the Patriots. Yeah. I think ten minutes left on the clock. That's okay. why he looked. But yeah, ten. That's minutes. a lot. <laughs> I know, but, but they he didn't care. Get here. <laughs> Get here. That's incredible. <laughs> Wow. What's it, when got, we, shot, we showed J.J. Watt mic'd up. You just saw Shannon Sharp putting on a show on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Like When players were mic'd up back in when you were playing, did, you, did they make you aware? Did you see more demonstrative behavior? Like I'm just, What's the relationship with the microphone? You're definitely going to see more behavior. But on our team, we always let the guys know if we're mic'd up. Right. Because especially before the game, you have some quiet situations. Guys will say things right. into the mic. But also, guys on the other team, they're always trying to see who has the mic. Mm-hmm. I remember we were playing Warren Sapp in Tampa Bay. They had uh, Upshaw. Upshaw. Regan Upshaw. Pick. Yeah, they had, uh, they had drafted him. And I was talking to Sapp. And he told Sapp, hey, man, don't be talking to him. He's mic'd up. And mm-hmm. I said, well, they would put a mic on you, but you ain't no dang on good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we, we, we go back and forth. With, I love Mike's the mic. But everyone hams it up a little bit more. That's just expected. Um, I wouldn't say that. Some of these guys is really, really natural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're going to be talking trash regardless. Previously on Survival. What is going on? GMFB tribe. Why are we all still here? I will take Chiefs over Washington. Big second half for Kansas City. They defeat Washington 31-13. I'm picking the Steelers wow. at home against the Geno Smith Seahawks. From 37 for the win. And the Pittsburgh Steelers win in overtime. I'm taking the Rams over the Giants. I knew you were going there. A very impressive victory on the road. Giants took the early lead. Rams scored the next 38 points. Who will be eliminated next? The game that will not die. Good morning, football tribe. Still here. A little bit of tension I sense on the set today. (laughs) We will tap into that shortly, but welcome to Survival. I'm Kyle Branton, as you just saw last week. We all made tough choices, trying to pick the team we were most confident to get a win. And again, they all won. The ceremonial lights, if you please. Behind me, you're going to see four lights, each with one of our names. Kay Adams, myself, Peter Schrager, and guest host, who unfortunately Chris Carter represents Michael Robinson way back in September, who chose the Bills to beat the Steelers in week one and was eliminated. In this game, light represents life. Meaning that Kay, myself, and Peter seem to have eternal life because as we go into week seven, this thing was supposed to be over in week three, mm-hmm. and yet every single week, it's almost like we know our stuff, guys. It's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone makes picks, your light will remain illuminated because they keep winning. But we will move on to week seven. The way this works is once again, I will draw one name out of the ceremonial helmets. The name that comes out gets the first pick of the field. One team that will win this week. Now, you cannot pick a team that you've already picked, so it'll be six teams deep now, and you can't pick a team that someone else picks this week. Let's get it on. Shall we? 
Who has the first pick? Peter, do you look confident? Do you look rattled? I, I can't Pale. tell. I'm like a ghost. I'm nervous. You're here. like a ghost. You're very nervous. A lot of the good teams have been plucked. Let's find out. Please let me go first. <laughs> no. With the first pick of week seven survival. <gasps> yeah. Okay. Is there an ice cube in that helmet? That's okay. That's okay. This is Patrick Ewing frosted at... Peter, how dare you, David? I don't so have an impartial person pull that name out. That's it's getting fair. to that point <laughs> where we're getting dicey. We may have to have someone step in. And I got to tell you, I'm really pleased that my name came out because I'm going to go quickly on this. Um, I've chosen some good teams already. I've chosen Tampa. I've chosen the Chiefs. But um, I'm taking the Rams at home against the Lions. Jared Goff, uh, be damned. I'm going to go with Stafford. This one is actually not that difficult. If you look at it there, it's a 4.05 kickoff. There's some meat on this bone this week, guys. Peter's going over his pick. Chris Carter this and talking it through with they're, Kay. They're, 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 It's very smart. But I, I just don't see Sean McVay losing at home to the Dan Campbell <laughs> Lions. Let's find out, as now the Rams are off the board, That's is it Kay or is it Peter? <laughs> Okay, you may be third here. I would have a backup plan. Well, I like that. I don't care that you went first because I want one team and you've chosen that team already. With the second pick in week seven survival, it is Kay Adams. Um, you can't pick the Rams nor the, any of the teams you've picked before. Okay. Who's it going to be? 90 seconds. I'm going to check with my consulting cabinet. I believe it's Packers, Washington. Okay, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers, two teams trending in. Very different directions. Packers! The Green Bay Packers at home against the Taylor Heineke Washington don't football Don't you do team. this, Aaron Rodgers. You better win this game. I would think. You know, I don't know if he owns Washington necessarily, but this is a good pick, which means that P. Shrags, you cannot pick Green Bay. You cannot pick the Rams. Mm. Who would you like to pick? I'm going to go consult with my consigliere, Dan <laughs> from audio. This is my buddy, Dan. from audio with Dan. a mask on. I like what Yep. Well, he All right. witness We're going to take the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals! Oh, wow! Oh. Danny Boy right here. That's my guy. We are going Arizona Cardinals, and we are taking them in the survival okay. pool. Bring up the schedule. The Cardinals, of course, at home versus the Texans. It's a good one. Guys, I feel like we're, we're breezing through to next week. These are three Don't great say picks. That. The Show the picks, please. The Peter case. went Cardinals. Adam, whose lights is right here, Adams takes the Packers. Yeah. And I feel pretty good about the Rams. Chris, what's the strongest pick, or maybe what's the weakest of these? Well, the strongest have to be the Packers, okay. especially going against the Washington. The, the weaker, I would. I mean, you all got strong picks. Yeah. Great picks. Yours is just marginally the weakest of the. Tune <laughs> in next week. Someone's yeah. finally going to win this thing. Yeah. Our next guest is a defensive end for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that's great. But this story we're about to tell has nothing really to do with what he does on the field. Hold on, we'll explain. Joining us now to tell us the story of how just a few days ago he helped deliver his newborn daughter in his living room is Duwan Smoot of the Jacksonville Jaguars and the real star of the story, his wonderful wife, (laughs) Amari. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, the viewers at home might not know everything that we know here, so let's tell the story we want to know about it. So let's take it step by step. Omari, why don't you first start us off and tell us how you and your baby girl, Alani, are doing, and maybe walk us through what happened the morning and the day before you went into labor. 
Yeah, so we're doing great. Uh, Alani is healthy. She's actually right here asleep. Um, she's doing good. She's healthy. I'm healthy. And we're both happy. So that's all we can ask for. Um, but to tell you the story, um, I'll start with the day before. So I actually went to the coffee shop and I was doing some homework. I ate some tacos and um, it was a peaceful night. I didn't have any pain, nothing abnormal. I had just went to the doctor that day and um, she checked me and I was not dilated. Um, so I had no suspicion that I would go into labor. Um, in fact, I wasn't expecting her for at least another week or two. Uh, and so I went to bed that night and I woke up around 3 a.m. and went to the restroom. And right when I finished, I felt the contractions start and they were coming back to back. And so I came out of the bathroom when I was kind of bending over on the dresser and that caused Dewan to wake up. Yeah. Um, and so he started to time the contractions. And so he was like, yeah, they're about 30 seconds long, one minute apart. So we should go ahead and call the midwife. So we called her and she said, yeah, go ahead and head on into the birth center and um, I'll meet you there. So before all of that happened, I wanted to take a shower. And so I said, well, let me take a shower and get relaxed a little bit before we do this thing. So I get in the shower and um, right when I get in the shower, my contractions started to get more intense. They were more painful. Mm -hmm. So I said, OK, screw the shower. Let me get out, get dressed and get our two year old up so we can go. So I hop out and I put my clothes on and um, we're headed out the door. So by this time, we're in the living room and I have the biggest contraction and it hurt really, really bad. So I put my arms around Dewan and my legs basically start to collapse from the pain. And uh, at that point, I feel my body telling me to push. So I did. Um, and I put my hand down there because I felt mm -hmm. her coming mm -hmm. and I gave one good push and her head popped out. And yeah. so I looked over <laughs> at Dewan. I was like, she's here. Yeah. And so he put his hand on there and um, held her head. And I pushed one more time and pushed the rest of her out. And I fell to my butt and I grabbed her in my hands. Yeah. And, and yeah. in the midst of all this, I'm, I'm just panicking. I, like right when I put my hand under there and I felt the baby's head, I was like, okay, yeah, she is coming. Like we don't have any time. And literally within 10 seconds, baby just came flying out into my arms. And my only thing was catch Amari, of course, and, and to catch the baby and just make sure everyone was okay. And, um, like right after that, I just started hyperventilating. I started running around the house and panicking. And Amari was as calm as a cucumber, just sitting there like, all right, everyone's everyone's fine. The baby's breathing. Just call 911 and take a breath, Dewan. <laughs> so that's that's exactly what I did. I, I, I went to go find the phone and uh, I just tell myself to calm down, calm down, calm down, make this call. And when I got on the phone with the paramedics, they they were very responsive and they uh, gave me gave me all the instructions I needed to you know, make sure Alani was healthy. Uh, first went to go get a towel and then after that they they walked me through with uh, a shoestring tying the umbilical cord with a shoestring which i never knew you could do and um once i got that done uh within five minutes the ambulance they knocked on the door and every, everything was fine they ended up uh grabbing amari and putting her on the stretcher and having alani and uh, everyone was healthy 
Dad, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the story. I'm looking at your face while your courageous wife, cool as a cucumber, uh, is regaling us with this. First of all, congratulations. What a blessing. That's what it is. And, and that's such an incredible story for you both. I just want to hear you talk about your wife and how incredible she is and how strong she is uh, as you were panicking, as you said in your own words, and she was calm. Like, Just talk about how incredible and uh, strong your wife is. She's she's always been my rock and, you know, someone we um, somebody I've been with for the past 10 years. She's always been the person that I come to for just, you know, that calm energy. And um, just knowing during that time that uh, in the past that we 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 did have a natural birth with our son Um, during that time. I know that we both were very, very scared and not really knowing what was going on. But we were also calm knowing that, okay, her body, her body knows exactly what to do. And I'm knowing that she's strong. I've seen her give birth to my son naturally as well. So I I was, I have full confidence in her. And um, I'm just so happy that this was the woman to give birth to to my son and, and my daughter now as well too. She's just so strong and she helps me every day, even on the football field as well with, you know, my mental and whenever I get really high emotion, she's just like, all right, Dewan, just calm down, take a breath. And, you know, we just, we, we, she just really helps me throughout that time, every time. You guys are the full emotional experience. This is, first our palms are sweating and now our hearts are warm. This is a beautiful story from start to finish. And I wonder, years from now, when she grows up, what will you tell your daughter about that night? Uh, it's, it's definitely going to be a headline for, for years to come. Uh, she's already famous. She's more famous than both of us already. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I would definitely be the one to say, I, I did bring you into this world, so, you know, <laughs> I can't take you out, you know, mm-hmm. that old saying. <laughs> Biggest catch of your life. Yeah. Yeah, Amari DeWan, thank you guys for, for sharing your story with us. Um, you are the real MVP, yep. Amari. And Dewan, I'm going to tell you, you got better hands than me, bro. Talk about it. I'm, bro, you got better hands than me. I, I haven't called any, anybody's head coming out and everything. I watched my wife give birth, too, but it, it wasn't natural. But congratulations. Thanks for sharing our story. And they should throw you a pass down there, the kind of hands you it. got there in Jacksonville. Oh, definitely. Put, put in a good word with, with Urban, and you never know, I might be lined up inside in next week. There we go. I like it. I like it. <laughs> hey, guys, we love that we could take the time on our show, but we also know that you've got to get your life yeah. going with baby Alani. We cannot be more thrilled to have you on the show. What a story. What a couple. Amazing. What a family. Congratulations to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.